0: Views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, good afternoon on this uh, sunny but chilly Tuesday. Da, 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 with the big one. this Lori Ann. That's exactly right. Folks, good afternoon. It's not a COVID cough. It's everyone listening on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Good afternoon to everybody tuning in on Facebook Live. There you are. Do a thumbs up. Folks, here we are with the Facebook Live crowd for the noontime broadcast. As everyone has been waiting, please share that you're watching proudly to the chosen one. Let your friends in on it. There's Robert Turner and everyone else. Remember, uh, just find my page at Sean DePietro Show on Facebook. This portion of the program, folks is brought you by preferred towing remember our friend and he's watching right now mark um labee that's right he and christine preferred towing and recovery now listen to me they're located in lincoln so they service the entire state also female owner and operator but christine along with her husband mark who's become a friend of mine star of facebook live who can forget he came and was checking as one was uh, lost right in the middle of South Providence. Who knew the danger that we're in, we're in, as a matter of fact, folks? But anyhow, preferred towing and recovery. Located in Lincoln, they specialize, listen to me, in towing, transport, asset recovery, which are repossessions, private property towing services. Mark's been doing repossessions for over 30 years. And he will get the job done right, safely, securely preferred towing call them today 401-725-8500 for your business they specialize in towing transport asset recovery preferred towing 401-725-8500 401 or online preferred com as well as facebook and also perhaps as we are now entering into the holiday season maybe you have an older vintage car say from the 60s or 70s and maybe it's just been sitting in your garage and you were planning on sunday i'm going to restore it and blah blah and you just didn't get around to it hey listen why not call him today get a fair offer 401-725-8500 they buy older vintage cars from the 60s and 70s uh call for a fair offer today 401-725-8500 jimmy hindle sent me a message on Facebook. One, who's the guy that will buy an older vintage car and give me a fair offer? I said, that's Market Preferred Towing, 401-725-8500. Well, good afternoon to everybody on uh, Facebook Live. Again, folks, you can uh, tune in. It's John DiPietro's show on Facebook. Just click the like button. If you'd like to get a hold of me, though, now tomorrow, Governor Mundo press briefing. If you'd uh, like to get a hold of the chosen one, just go to the website, no depetro.com no eyes D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Right at the very top, you'll see Contact John. It also says Advertise, by the way. We always, you know, we have a strong bevy of strong supporters, advertisers. But if you'd also like to join that, your business, or you just want to support the program, you just go to the very top of the website. Uh, they call it the Dashboard. We have the Home, Beach on petro Radio Show, if you ever miss it. Uh, we have the Shop there. Again, holiday season, why not order someone a nice, uh, mug of wine and then you can advertise in contact. So if you have a question though for Governor Amundo, you, um, all you have to do is go to the petro.com and you get in touch with me. And again, folks, at the very bottom, now let's say you're a business and you need a social media person, someone to do your website, go within a vest. Go with Karen at Innovest Social Media Management. She's right there at the bottom, so to speak, of Depetro.com Now it depends. If you're looking at a laptop, it's on the right hand side. But on an iPad, it's right at the bottom. And then you also have like Liberty Mobility. There's the link right there. If you uh, have um, a wheelchair or scooter, get it to people in need. You also you see R.E. Coogan and Heating, helpful, trustworthy, reliable. You also see Operation Made, this incredible store that Nicole has right there on Tollgate Road with encouraging entrepreneurship, one veteran at a time. I'm going to be doing the bulk of my shopping at Operation Made because all the items, and it's local, and they're all made by veterans or the veterans' families. And then you also have surplus provisions, Pontiac Avenue and Cranston is right there. Uh, Tanya, in fact, those guys are just unbelievable. And then you also have Just Angels, Gifts from the Heart. It's a, it's a happening, folks. It's all you have all my links to social media. It's all at DePetro.com. Well, folks, last night the word came down. <coughs> Excuse me. It's um, and that is that now the pressure is mounting for the president to concede. They have started. Now I want to remind people they they have started transitional um, moves, discussions, so to speak. Regarding with the Biden administration. And I hate the thought of even saying that. And there are more announcements that are being made regarding uh, part of the the Biden administration. And it, it's just frightening. Coming up at 1230, we're going to talk with Pat. We're going to speak, excuse me, with Pat Cordalessa. Now, Pat ran a very strong race to be senator. He ran against Hannah Gallo, who is a complete definition of um, conflict of interest. But Pat ran a great race against her and came up short, although, you know, at the risk of being um, a broken record, folks, I'm not convinced. And there's a number of other people that are just not convinced this election came out the way it should have. But looking at the national front, folks, we're we're in for dangerous times over the next few months. And, you know, President Trump is thrown into, uh, I think, a difficult situation because – On the one hand, he doesn't want to uh, impede the Biden people from getting up to speed as far as transition. I'm also looking at some headlines right now. Stocks soar on Trump exit. Dow tops 30,000. Biden Biden brings back establishment. I I don't think it's that. I think it's more that it's stability. You know, if there's any bump right now, it's just on an element of uh, stability. Uh, President tweets, Randy Quaid was tweeting that he thinks Fox News is dead. I don't think that's the case. Called a re- re-vote election. Um, and then you have uh, a congressman going after Rudy Giuliani. I just want to remind people that once President Trump leaves the stage, if everything goes the way it's supposed to. And, and let me also say this. Now, I was defending Tucker Carlson. And I I don't know this. Um, th- th- this whole business with Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell and the, the president's, whatever we're calling them, uh, defense team, uh, strike force, election strike force, folks, even, you know, El Rushbow, who I admire a lot, came out and said, if you're going to, if you're going to throw out that you're going to deliver big, and she was. If you heard yesterday, I was playing her interview on Newsmax, even though that were trying to be supportive, were saying to her, you know, at some point, this is either, you know, fish or cut bait. I mean, what are we talking about here? I, um, as many of you know, I mean, I'm a fan, like many of you, of Rudy Giuliani. I'm not sure at this point that he is serving the president in a manner of which the president needs to be served But I I don't I don't I don't like the idea of the president conceding just yet. I think President Trump needs some time over Thanksgiving to think about it and really go through and get hard evidence of where things lie. And then only at that point when he is ready uh, should he decide to go in that direction. But once it's official, it's official and you can't, you know, bring it back. If he concedes the election, that is it. Um, but I also I think a lot more could be done, and as I've talked about it on the local level, I'm still uncomfortable that no one locally is challenging the election results that we have. And I I want to go back into this because it it is complicated because of the privacy of the election. Um, they use that and game the system. the The voter rolls need to be examined. I I'm mystified at. And for some reason, progressives and Democrats—and I've been getting all the email—and they're just so bent out of shape that I, um, if anyone questions what the vote total was, they get completely defensive about it. Even though, you know, as I've told many of you and repeated, there were illegals that were voting. There were people who are not residents of Rhode Island, and something that needs to be done. Is this whole business where they call it ballot harvesting, where the campaigns go out and they get huge amounts of ballots and they pull ballots out of apartment complexes and senior centers and retirement homes and um, assisted living facilities? And it was made even more complicated by COVID. And by the way, again, I don't hear anything about that from the Rhode Island Republican Party. And I. You know, tomorrow is the Governor Mundo press briefing. If you have a question, put it to that. At some point, I am going to circle back to members of the Rhode Island Republican Party who I know them. I try to be supportive, as many of you know. I'm described by many in the media as a cheerleader for the Rhode Island Republican Party. <clears throat> but like anything, you, you got to give us something. How about a little fight? I'm seeing that the, the Trump campaign locally, they still don't want to give up. They have an event planned for this Sunday and it's, you know, the steal the vote. There's still enthusiasm and still no one is tapping in to these Rhode Island warriors that are still continuing to go on and trying to fight on behalf of the president. I don't understand it. Uh, The Rhode Island Republican Party has got to decide, are they going to be a party or are they going to be a club? You know, and there is a difference. For instance, at Providence College. Some schools have, as an example, a golf team. At Providence College, golf is just a club. It's a golf club, not like golf club. It's it's a club sport. And I think rugby is as well. There are some colleges, they don't have like a D1 team. They treat the sport as a club sport, meaning they don't give out scholarships for it. At some point, the Rhode Island Republican Party, they have to decide and they have to decide now. If if they're going to be, are you going to be an active political party or are you just going to be like an also-ran? Because if they're going to do that, I think they need to alert people to that. Uh, They're in danger of being eclipsed because we're about to have the two parties are about to be the moderate Democrats and then the progressives. And then the Republican Party going to be off to the side. I don't want that to happen. Pretty soon, they're not going to have President Trump to kick around anymore. Um, the party needs some direction. The party needs leadership. Someone who has been vocal uh, for the party in the past has been the guy Gary Sass, who worked with Governor um, Governor Kachiri. He used to be on with uh, Buddy Cianci all the time. He's, uh, I think he lectures at the Hassenfeld Institute. You know, he was on social media the other day saying Rhode Island needs to tax people that make over a certain amount of money and then put that money into education as if that ever happens. Do they ever take the money at the state house for what they say it's going to go towards and then put it towards that never and I can't believe I'm actually hearing that I mean you want to talk about a dog whistle of chasing away any company that may think of relocating here or <clears throat> or any company uh, if they're already left that would think of relocating you're not going to do that if you start to uh, penalize those who are succeeding and earning a certain amount of money. That is, um, it's got no play in the news. That is a progressive mindset. That is the AOC progressive mindset. That's the Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, where everybody's a C student. You take the A student, grade from the A student and give it to a D student, and you just have two C plus students. This business, and here you have Gary Sass who's identified still with the Republican Party, they ought to chastise him for that. Uh, That that is a shocking development. Folks, I want to remind you, though, on this Tuesday. About competition shooting supplies. Firearms, ammunition, accessories. Call John Francis at competition shooting supplies today. 401-727-1716. 401-727-1716. Better yet, stop off and see him. Firearms, ammunition, accessories, and most importantly, knowledge. John Francis at competition shooting supplies is so knowledgeable. Call him today. 401-727-1716. Stop in and see them. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. He's my gun guy. Competition shooting supplies. Remember, when they say riot and loot and defund the police, you say competition shooting supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. You take the last exit in Rhode Island, exit 2A, and you just follow, follow past the Attleboro train station. It'll bring you right to the intersection of Newport Avenue and Benefit Street. Competition shooting supplies. 435 benefit street in patucket well folks good afternoon again we're going to talk to um pat cordalesa coming up momentarily pat did run for office he was trying to get the board of elections to uh look into his race he came up short on that <clears throat> um like a lot of people i'm upset for him uh in in but getting back on the national front i think at the very least you know president trump needs to, I believe, number one, you want to make sure that Georgia goes the way it should. They're trying to steal elections in, in the state of Georgia. They want to steal the Senate. Folks, They. this is the ultimate party of the ends justify the means. Congressman Rhode Island, Congressman David Cicilline, and by the way, Congressman Langevin, if anyone was wondering uh, which congressman is still going to be standing, Rhode Island's poised to now lose a congressional seat because of a declining population. So a lot of people have been wondering, is it going to be Congressman Langevin that will stay or Congressman Cicilline? Right now, as we speak at 1221 on this Tuesday, Congressman Langevin, all of his employees are apparently headed for the exit. So that gives you an idea. This will probably be the final two years in office for Congressman Langevin. The next election could be statewide for that congressional seat. Now, I think, again, this is only going to matter if the Republican Party... Could put someone up against Cicilline, but you're not going to beat him with the current voting rolls the way they are. Something needs to be done about that. No one, in my mind, gains the system more and takes advantage of the system and violates the spirit of the law than Congressman David Cicilline. He started doing it as mayor of Providence. He has accelerated it as he's now been in Congress. Um, If they... Don't do something to challenge the voting role. You're going to have Cicilline as the lone congressman for the entire state. Now, I'll I'll tell you, uh, you know, frankly, I don't feel that I get represented in Washington. I don't. Certainly not in Congress. You know, we can all agree that Senator Reid uh, is very responsive. Senator Reid, highly respected by military Senator Reid, any troop, any Rhode Islander that ever goes overseas, if there's one phone call placed to Senator Reid's office, boom, they're on it. I've spoke with so many men and women that have come back from serving our country, having their life on the line overseas, and they all rave about Senator Jack Reid. So I don't have an issue with him. Senator Whitehouse is just kind of there, uh, forever known as the one that um, you know, was asking uh, Brett Kavanaugh. About his high school yearbook. But Cicilline does not serve you. Unless you are an extreme progressive. Congressman David Cicilline has no interest in what your beliefs are. And he has no interest in signing to serve your your cause in Washington. And that's wrong. Folks, uh, this of the John DePetro show. It's right by J Perry Paving. This is perfect weather. Now it's going to be mild the rest of the week, and it seemingly is going to be mild in the next week. This is a perfect time to have a paving project done with J Perry Paving. They provide high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. Over twenty years experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating, patios. <clears throat> They'll offer you a free estimate any project. It's the letter J, J Perry Paving jperrypaving.com. You can also look for them on Facebook or call them today for a free estimate, 401-732-1730, 401-732-1730. Now, maybe you have a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed. J. Perry Paving, hey, they'll explain the benefits of investing in asphalt, affordable Asphalt, get the blacktop down in your driveway. It's smooth and safe to drive on. The snow will literally melt right off it. Aesthetically appealing, and asphalt can be recycled and reused. Get your driveway paved, J. Perry Paving, 401 732 for J. Perry Paving. This portion of the John DePetro Show, folks, is brought to you by Liberty Mobility. Now, again, check out now. You can link right through at the website, DePetro.com. Liberty Mobility. Paul Long, he has, they're the area's oldest, largest provider of pre-owned power wheelchairs and power scooters. And they'll obtain them from you. They get them to the people that need them. Call Liberty Mobility today, 401-827-8800, 401-827-8800. And you can link right through <clears throat> on the website, com, They're located 5 Church Street, West Warwick. Call them 827-8800. Get back your mobility with Liberty Mobility. So we're going to talk to Pat Cordillera coming up. But like many of you, um, you know, when I posted that, should President Trump concede? The media has been, <clears throat> this whole thing, folks, has been so unfair to the president. You're still talking about over 71 million people voted for him. And, As much as the media and these people are criticizing him, he's undermining democracy and he's undermining our voting system. I am telling you right now at 1226 that I do not believe in our voting system in Rhode Island. I don't know about other states, but in Rhode Island, there's nothing about this election that I believe was on the up and up. And I think the real proof is the the secretary of state's office who was allowed to vote who is on that voting list so many people miss it people think it's voter id at the polls it's not the polls were not crowded this year they have found a way around it as donna perry was mentioning if you're going to have early voting why do you need to have all these mail ballots you know they they just want as many scattered ballots out there as possible but it's so frustrating but i was speaking to an out-of-town media person and said what's the Feeling in Rhode Island, do you feel that the elections in Rhode Island, are they as good as they're made out to be? I said not even close. The election laws are light, as we saw with the BRIT trial with Speaker Mattiello's campaign. Secretary of State acts beyond reproach. The voter roll information is hidden, so you can't do cross-tabulations. It's way over the number of people that should be allowed to vote. And something else that is different, folks, is the amount of people that are willing to defend the voter roll without having all the information. They have no idea if it's accurate. There's a large group of people, and I haven't seen this before, but they've been very active on social media. I'm going to think that they are allies of Secretary of State Nelly Garbia. But I haven't seen that in the past where, you know, if we post anything questioning the vote, boom, they come out in force on social media. You know, they they don't they don't give a reason as to why they don't think illegals are voting and they are voting. They don't give any zero concern if, in fact, there are people on the voter rolls who should not be on the voter rolls. They don't care. I know a lot of people look at the cemetery and the dead voting. I I come back to I, I I'm not saying that some of that doesn't go on. But I just don't think that's that used to be a larger factor than it is now. I think it's more of that we, we don't have a way. There's no checks and balances of who is being registered to vote. I know that for years now, over off of Cranston Street, in the Cranston street area between Providence and Cranston you have a large number of people that are in the country illegally and by the way many of them work in some of the factories around there and i know for a fact that they have people out on the street and you know they have the clipboard and they're registering people to vote they take down all their information and and these people they're not citizens of the united states they're living in Rhode Island many of them don't speak english There are thousands of people registered to vote. It should should not be allowed where the campaigns are allowed to go out and register people to vote. Because then there's no checks and balances. There's no one seeing that if someone brings in, hey, I found 500 new people. I've registered 500 people to vote. There's no checks and balances whether or not those people truly should be allowed to vote. They just suddenly go on the voting roll. And then they, from that, they develop the master list and the campaigns are, are heavily involved in that. So, folks, my fear is if, and we're going to talk to Pat Cordalesa coming up in just a moment, but unless something is done, we're about to enter, you know, what, what you'd call definition of insanity, which is you do the same thing over and over, but you're expecting a different result. Um, if something is not done <clears throat> about the voter rolls, coming up in two years, you're going to have someone run for Congress. I don't know why people would think that they would win. You're going to have someone run for governor, secretary of state, attorney general, all the statewide offices. Unless something is done, you're going to end up with someone like Mayor Lorsa to be governor of It's that serious. But we're going to talk to Pat Cortalesa coming up. Hey, folks, just a reminder, it is cold out. You need an oil provider. Call Henry Oil today, 401 521 401-521-0200. Online at henryoil.com. Automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. It's Henry Oil. Online at henryoil.com. Call them, 401-521-0200. All right, I want to get Pat Cortalesa. Now, two years ago, Pat ran against Nellie Gobea for Secretary of State. He brought out a lot of this stuff. He did. He didn't get the coverage he should have gotten. And this time around, Pat, who lives in Cranston, ran against, for the state Senate, against Hannah Gallo. And unfortunately, he came up short. But I'm not convinced that this election went the the way that it should have run. So we're going to get him in here, a firsthand account There he is. Folks, joining us on the line right now is our friend Pat Cordalessa. Good afternoon, Pat.
1: Good afternoon, John. How are you today?
0: Well, I'm upset because you're my friend, and I want to let you know and everyone know that I think you ran a great uh, race. You ran a great campaign. You were so aggressive out there. You were making the rounds. You're doing all the right things, and I am, as a Rhode Island citizen, I'm frustrated that you're not getting proper redress with the Board of Elections in regards to some answers uh, in regards to your race and campaign against uh, State Senator Hannah Gallo?
1: Well, we did. Uh, no, I did. Uh, I did a verbal, uh, 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 cell phone uh, interview with uh, Miguel Nunez I guess the co chairman there of the Board of Elections. So. To cut to the chase, we 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 uh, went over the issues, and unfortunately, because I was under the two percent rule, which is you know if you if you if you get enough votes there from the other side, uh, if it's under two over two percent, you can't request a recount. But I did ask him about the other issues: mail ballots, review mail ballot applications, signatures, and he would not address that. So, you know. Myself and several other Republicans who really work just as hard as me, John, um, we're all basically put in the same box and said no, thank you, goodbye. Um, so it's unfortunate, you know. Uh, this this thing was structured using the using the pandemic, which I have to say the Democrats did this, and uh, you know a lot of the Democratic uh, governors, Secretary of State, so on and so forth, the people with the power, uh, basically. Change the rules as time was going on, and uh, you know, we lost that hearing up at uh, the federal court in Providence, and that really put the nail in the coffin. You know, it's unfortunate. But, you know, we still have Frank Ritchie out there fighting hard. kind of represents what's left of the Republican candidates, and he has a great chance of, because he was under the 2% rule, as the legal right to request those those answers and questions on the mail ballots. And let's hope and pray they, they kept that for evidence down there uh, for Frank to review. So, you know, we didn't work hard at, the, at this campaign. I don't really... The numbers are just shocking, John. Tina Gal, 8,100 votes. Uh, I came in about 6,000. I mean, that is tremendously so much difference from two years ago. Was it was maybe 2,000 more votes. Where did all these people come from? So I really believe if I had the opportunity to review all those mail ballots and the signatures that match the voter cards, I think we could find a lot of people maybe potentially that, uh, you know, maybe weren't supposed to be voting in this election. I think that's nationwide. It is. That's my opinion.
0: Yeah. You know, and I know that um, I think in Pennsylvania, Rudy Giuliani was saying, you know, four years ago, There were 600,000 mail ballots, and then this time around, there were 2.6 million mail ballots. No, 600,000 mail ballots, this time, 2.6 million mail ballots. That's an increase of 2 million people, Pat. That's impossible. Joe
1: Biden received 80 million votes, John. Yeah. Are you saying that he did better than Barack Obama? No. No?
0: I don't believe it. But (laughs) let me stay on your race just for a moment. Hannah Gallo, you're saying Senator Gallo, she got 8,000 votes, Pat?
1: a little over eight thousand like eight thousand and 50 votes yes
0: now going into the race and i want pe- i want people to know fight. pat has a lot of experience you've run an election before and as you're going into the race you start to gauge how many votes you're gonna need in order to be successful what would it take to win almost like a a baseball team saying, in order to win this game, we're probably going to have to score five or six runs. When you were looking at the race, pad, how many votes did you think it would take to win the race?
1: The last four elections in this district, 7,000.
0: 7,000 votes would that have been the average. the average. So in this particular election, you get over 6,000 votes. So it's, it should be really, really close. Never mind people switching. And somehow... She pulls out over eight thousand votes, over one thousand votes, over what the average has been. How, how did do, how does someone explain something like that? And I believe Rebecca, it's because of the mail ballots. Correct,
1: John. She received three thousand five hundred mail ballots.
0: I, I don't, I don't believe that. I I, do, I believe what you're telling me, but. What what upsets me, and again, folks, we're speaking about Pat Cordalessa. So, Pat, she has, she received over supposedly 3,000, and by the way, uh, non, th- these were not notarized, non-notarized mail ballots. And you, with the Board of Elections, you don't have the right to go through those mail ballots and peer them up at the voter list, Correct.
1: She received three thousand five hundred, and that is correct. We would have to. Uh, Robert Lansdale requested the same information. He was told he would have to prove fraud to get the information. And what Bob said, well, how can I prove fraud if I can't look at the information and the right. evidence? Right. It's a you know it's a, a catch twenty two here. It is. No, I just picked up something on the on the internet regarding a Massachusetts uh, Republican candidate who requested the information that we're talking about. Okay. Supposedly, in his case, the software has been destroyed. The evidence is gone. So he's following up on that. I don't even know his name. All right, I just put it today.
0: But that's in mass. So, but, Pat, here's the thing. Talk mass. about your race. And as you, you know, we're getting closer, and you're feeling good. And, by the way, you know, we've learned you had every reason to... To feel good, because if this had been a normal election, you should have been right on your way to, you know, you were going to be right in the money. This was going to be like a a 50-49, 52-48 type of race.
1: That's correct. Now, remember, at the end of the night, we were winning with in-person and also early voting. I was up by 300 votes. Yep. 4,800 to forty five hundred. Wow. So if you didn't count the mail ballots after midnight, we would have won with with those two categories. And remember, John, I had a Republican that they put in the races to, 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 to take eight hundred votes from me. That's right. Okay. So that was also a little caveat that no one really understood how a, a, a Republican who ran against Hina Gallo the last two terms turns and goes as an independent and doesn't spend a dollar for his campaign. Doesn't even go out in, you know, uh, politics and just was on the ballot to take votes from me. And he took 800 votes and he took five percent of the race. So ultimately, it was 54 Gallo, 40 percent for Pat and five percent for this third party. I'm going to mention his name. I'm totally.
0: Yeah, I don't blame individual.
1: you. So, you know, I mean, got to a point where he's going around with a camera, taking pictures at fundraisers and trying to, you know, uh, dishonor myself and Mr. Lancia. But, you know that's they stooped to that level and they did the same thing to Doreen you know Costa yes they threw in the dirt but they, they they do that they structure this stuff they're diabolical John yeah we wake up not like this we we play the game fair we play tough We play hard we play strategy they played they, they play diabolical yeah but you know this was structured with the pandemic and it's just they got away with things and there, there's rules they threw in there I never heard of curing the ballot. So if you make a mistake on a ballot and, uh, you know, you have a phone call from, from the Board of Elections that go down, I think there was like over 300 ballots that were cured from, from, uh, you know, voters. It's unheard of, John. Hmm. They, they weren't certified. They were not notarized. They were not, um, uh, witnessed. It could be anybody. Okay. And here's the key. You had election workers Taking the place of candidates to review mail ballot signatures. Right. They took the right away from us. Historically, when we would get a phone call, we would be able to go in at the table, sit there while the mail ballot was taken out of the envelope, the old envelope, and technically we would be able to challenge that. They took that that they took that right away from us. Oh. And that's that that's not right. No you know? So here we are you know they're going to certify they're going to certify the election uh monday in rhode island and uh it's it's basically uh a done deal
0: yeah now and the the other thing pat you know there, there's so many moving pieces here um they used to be the absentee ballot but now, why do they need the early mail ballot if then there's also early voting? I don't understand a lot of these provisions and changes that are being made.
1: That was another, exactly, John. That's yeah. Emergency ballot, which wasn't used a lot this time around. Right. Well, here's the, here's the most very concerning issue. Perez of the Democratic National Party chairman said yesterday, We like the way this thing ran. That's right. We're going to go nationwide. Oh,
0: my God. Wow!
1: So you're going to see a lot of the state houses, the the, the legislators passing law, election law. They're going to keep this in place. Yeah, with the mail ballot scenario. big well, trouble, John. Oh, I agree. So the only way you can actually win, you're going to have to get like Frank Ritchie, challenge the system, get your lawyers, get your hand experts, go and pick and pick, pick out the signatures that don't represent. Uh, the voter card, but remember, you have to be within the 2%. So they got this thing all, this thing is all like computerized where the chances of winning is very, very.
0: You You're know, right. You it's know. not a 50 50 in any way. That's a very good way to put it, Pat. And again, folks, we're speaking with Pat Cordelessa. You know, Pat, I had a thought of that. It becomes down: what are your odds of winning? By doing this, what they do is they decrease your chances and odds, really, of winning. That's what they're really doing.
1: Yeah, they got it's, it's it's herd mentality, herd voting mentality. Yeah, it's, they got the you know they got the bodies to go there. What you know, it just and uh, there's no you know cross referencing who they are. It could be anybody. You got to challenge them. You know, it's like it's like a uh, it's like a game uh, with a referees uh, uh, for the other side. And how do you beat that? Right. You no. Know?
0: And and if I you, really,
1: I am disappointed. Joe, yeah. I am disappointed that the Trump administration did not put a Republican. Judge down here in Rhode Island, why did he let Sheldon Whitehouse pick McElroy? Okay, that should not have happened. That's, you know, we had no, we have no referees. Right. On our side. Right.
0: Head. Yeah.
1: And, and, and that was a mistake that he let that happen. I know Brandon Bell went up there to try to get that position. Um, somehow I heard that, you know, basically Whitehouse and Reed had to, they gave, cop lots treatment to them to pick the judge and uh you know we have no representation up there so you know when it comes to stuff like this and you know what this this could frank richie's uh election could be up there again he's gonna have to ask he's gonna have to ask the board of elections because the judge is gonna have to sign an order compelling them to give this information so you know hopefully it works Hmm. you know so you know we'll, we'll expose uh
0: if it what can be, about. but Pat, before I let you go, and again, folks, we're speaking with Pat Cordilese, who uh, un- unsuccessful Senate bid in in Cranston. Hey, Pat, but if if see, this makes no sense, though. So, how does someone get the voting list for next time around? So, in in two years, would someone have to wait to get the full voting list of everyone that voted in this election? John, I, I'm not,
1: I don't have the answer to that. I, you I, don't. I, this thing is this thing is moving parts. It changes constantly. Right. I mean, who knew that the, the rules that they had in place, no one really knew. I never heard of jury a ballot. You know, when mm. you put it in the machine, if it doesn't work, you're out. I mean, right. this is, this, 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 you get phone calls, uh, and come on back. I, I've never heard of this.
0: But let, uh, let's just uh, talk, after, after just, voting, but but sure. just your experience going into this election, the information that you received as a candidate from the Republican Party was was a list of everyone who voted two years ago? Is that correct?
1: Well, yeah, we received um, you know um, pro life uh, potential voters. Yes, we work with that group, and, and also the Republican Party gave us some software We had to look at the Republican votes in the certain areas of the district. Okay, yes, we got all that.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. but but but, you, but that, not but, all. The, but but the you're saying is, not all the voters?
1: No. Well, we didn't request all the voters. We couldn't. We actually had software for all the voters, but technically, you know, you try to go with the independents. You know, Democrats are going to basically go, Oh, in my case, I pushed the Democratic vote my way for for, uh, pro-life and for a Second Amendment. Okay. To protect the gun rights. Sure. You know what? I'm a little disappointed with the uh, local uh, NRA people because they didn't get behind certain candidates. Now they're going to pay the price. Watch what happens with the progressive Senate up there.
0: Yeah, you know, you're
1: right. this, This is... You know, so I, I, I got to say it like it is. You know, I'm looking at this, after working hard at this to help yep. people who haven't protect their rights. Right. And, you know, and now when you have uh, rallies down there and you have progressive running running the Senate, it's too late. Yeah. You can make all the fuss you want to make down there, mm. you know. But we had a chance of bringing a guy like Chad Coward in, Doreen Costa, myself, and the kid, uh, Zimborano, Four Republicans, strong. Yep honorable people, and we could add it with the other five we have there. Mm. Well, I tell you, you know, I don't think you're going to see a better team. Uh, next no, I agree month. with you,
0: but I think that what has to be done is where did it fall short? What was the deciding it was, it was, factor? It
1: fell short in the mail ballots. The so mail was, ballots? The, the mm. Democrats were well organized. They have, they have uh, hit squads out there, Matt Brown. They have other organizations that get funded by whoever. And they go out and they actually go to people's houses and get a mail ballot and they get the information and they and it's, a, it's a well-organized machine. It was a concern I had with the Republican Party. I told Mark this is gonna come back and on us. You got look at that, maybe 300,000 mail ballots. It'll go, it only came in to get 185,000. And we had nothing to defend against that.
0: How many mail ballots did you get?
1: 1,000.
0: And she got 3,500.
1: And that's that's how she won the race. And
0: that's so she had twenty five hundred more mail ballots than you. Boy, there it is yes. right there. All right. Well, Pat, good job. Good to talk to you. And we'll talk to you again. All
1: right. Thank you, John. All right, no.
0: folks. There it is. Pat Cordel. a very uh, interesting. How about that? She had Hannah Gallo, who uh, Senator Gallo defeated him. Um, Thirty five hundred mail ballots. He had one thousand. She had twenty five hundred more. What did she know? How did they go and get those? How do you go through those? Did anyone at a mail ballot also vote in person? Did anyone that used a mail ballot, did any of those people not only vote in person, did some of them do early voting? The people at the mail ballots, do all they, do they all live in the district? She beat them by 2,500 mail ballots, not 250, 2,500 mail ballots. That's a problem. That's a major problem that needs to be addressed. Folks, this portion of the program at 1248, I um, I can't speak enough. I really want to implore you to pick up a bottle. I'm holding it up to everybody on Facebook Live of a kai berry. A kai berry, and I love 39 reasons to drink a kai berry. This incredible antioxidant, it's good for the body, cleanses and detoxifies the body, enhances muscle contradictions, Muscle regeneration increases energy and stamina, stress relief, improves sexual health or oh, aids body synergy, potential anti-aging. Acai berry. You can pick this up at Dave's City Screenwich Also, it's my health in Cumberland. It relieves symptoms of asthma. It may thwart cancer. It aids vision, better sleep, improve mental. Uh, Clarity, a Kai Berry. Pick up a bottle today for yourself, for your family. Excellent source of essential, good for lowering uh, density. It also is um, completely replenishes your body. Folks, pick this up. You just need a little bit each morning. A Kai Berry. Pick it up at Dave's in East Greenwich. And also, it's my health in Cumberland. Helps maintain healthy teeth and gums. Better sleep promotes overall wellness. Pick up a bottle today. A-C-A-I-B-E-R-R-I dot com. Acai Berry. Look at that beautiful bottle. Pick up a bottle today at It's My Health in Cumberland. 1099 Mender Road in Cumberland, across from Davenport. And also Dave's in East Greenwich sells it. Akai Berry, the incredible antioxidant. At 1250, folks, good afternoon. It's John de no again. Um, I think it's interesting to hear from the candidates themselves, and I'm going to continue to talk. We uh, have spoken and interviewed some of the candidates, but that's an interesting dynamic. You're Pat Cordellese. You feel uh, the average winner of his race. And I know so many people are focused on the national race with President Trump, whether or not he should concede. I understand that. We're all disappointed. I'll tell you, it's just lousy. Not having the White House, this is going to be lousy. Not having the White House, uh, and I can see already some people are uh, seeing that everything's going to be done. He's going to come out on top. I, I mean, folks, at some point, um, if the if there's a move to be made, they're going to make they they're going to make the move, and it's not a matter of who you wanted to win. Uh, I think Pat Deleza is exactly right, and it's something we've talked about. Is the moment. That they decided to use the pandemic with the voting. The moment they decided to flood all the mail ballot applications, even in Rhode Island, that was just that was the beginning of the end. I hate to say it. It was game, set, match in a lot of different ways. The moment that they decided to do that, and then the mail ballot applications were showing up everywhere. And what's interesting is I saw so much on Facebook of people ripping up the mail ballot application, throwing it away and saying, I'm going to vote on Election Day. I'll tell you who wasn't ripping them up and throwing them away, the Democrats and the progressive candidates. They weren't any mail ballot application they received. They were mailing it back. Send me a ballot. I know the landlord in Providence received 20 mail ballot applications, 20, two zero of tenants that lived in his, he's got a triple decker over the years, 20 mail ballot applications. What do you think they did with them? They mailed them all back. Yes, send me a mail ballot. All the mail ballots were sent to that address in Providence, 20 votes. And the only thing you need is an X signature right there. And then what do they do? Dropped them off at a box. Didn't put them in the mail. That's mail fraud. Who's checking those mail ballot applications? Nobody. Who's checking the mail ballots? Nobody. No one is. There's no checks and balances. (coughs) And until that is reeled in, I don't see how this thing ends. I don't see how this thing ends in a good way. I don't. Now, closer to home, uh, starting less than a week from today, we're going to go into that Rhode Island pause. P-A-U-S-C. God bless me. If you God bless me. If you have a question for Governor Armando, log on at the website to petro.com. Folks, I know that you know there's a lot of different stories in the news, but the pandemic is really everything right now. Um, I'm also seeing the story that food insecurity is worse than ever in Rhode Island. A new report by the Rhode Island Community Food Bank. First of all, as I've told you, I don't believe the report. This made the drudge report, by the way. 25% of Rhode Island homes, one in four Rhode Islanders claim they're hungry. I I don't – we're supposed to go by the Rhode Island um, Community Food Bank. And they're the ones that put this whole thing out of just how many people. But I don't see anyone really – challenging it you know the the Rhode Island Community Food Bank and help the, the hungry and everything else it's it, it's one of those things that people start to attack you if you even question it I'm seeing that uh food insecurity amongst all households in Rhode Island and they have all the graphics broken out and they see it's hitting a record level at 25 percent um and I'm not going to bore you with all the numbers, but in this in 2008, it was 14 percent. In 2011, it was 14 percent. In 2014, it went to 12 percent. In 2017, the past three years, it was under 10. And suddenly now it's 25.2. But I, I this was supposedly a random survey they did of 2,000 households. I, I don't I, I really question what the questions are being asked are you hungry right now? Yes. A random survey of 2,100 households. But 25% of households worried about having adequate food. Highest level of food insecurity. By the way, that doesn't mean that people are going hungry. It, it means that people are complaining about food insecurity. But here's what I don't get. Think of the summertime. The summertime, the people that were um, you know, laid off, you run unemployment. They were getting an additional $600 a week from the government, number one. Number two, then they started this whole movement of don't pay the rent and you can't evict anyone. So suddenly evictions went by the wayside. So you had people who did not have to pay the rent, who were then, you couldn't really travel, right? We couldn't travel a lot. They were then getting an additional 600 a week for a long period of time. Where did all the money go? How is it that one in four, 25 percent are concerned of the level and the amount of food, worried about having adequate food? I, I, how is it like where is the money going? What I still don't understand is that I hear from many landlords that, you know, this is a tough time to be a landlord because a lot of the tenants are just not paying and they feel that they don't have to pay. Food insecurity soars as the economy declines. But if people weren't traveling, and they didn't have to pay their rent, and they were getting an additional six hundred dollars a week, I repeat, where was all the food going? And some of these people, I think you have to look at what are they spending the money on. They have EBT cards. Some of them, some of them have an EBT, EBT card. According to this, six hundred a month, you can buy a lot of food for six hundred a month. But what are they spending money on? Do they have cell phones that are expensive? They all, you know, how many times go into a cell phone store? You can't believe the people coming in. They all have the latest iPhone 12 and everything else. They gamble. They go to Twin River. They gamble. They get tattoos. Those are expensive. They buy drugs. They buy booze. They're spending money. They're just not spending money on food or rent. And so suddenly now food assistance meets expands to meet high demand you know, emergency distribution. But as I told you, I've heard from so many people that run these food pantries that these people, they cruise around, they'll hit three and four food pantries and get all their food. And then they use the EBT card in order to go. And that's where they get their fish and meats and and other, you know, all kinds of things. Doritos, popsicles, soda. They buy all those things. How about the number of stores now that say we accept EBT cards? I just wonder at what point if people are blowing all the money on, on drugs and alcohol, and, and we're just creating this huge number of people that they, they just don't want to be accountable. They don't want to pay the rent. They don't want to pay for the food that they're supposed to. They, they now, uh, you know, now they, and, and it is true that a lot of people, a lot of businesses, unfortunately, are closing. There's a, there's a lot of excuses out there. For those that want to gain the system, and and let's face it, folks, they view Biden as the gravy train's going to continue to run. Hey, I want to remind you, as far as excuses, if you're ever in an accident, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, 401 401- 272 3340, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. If anyone ever hits, if you're ever involved in an accident, drunk driver, or someone texting and driving, not paying attention, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body. 401 272 3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They're going to work for you, not the insurance company. If someone damages your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body. It's John DePietro on this Tuesday. Tomorrow, we're going to be at the Governor Mundo press briefing. We have another hour to go. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news on the radio, AM 1380, 99.9 FM, and online at DePetro.com. The power hour is next, radio only, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. It's John DePietro. Quick break for the 1 o'clock news. Get updates. And then we're going to be back a full hour to go on this sunny but chilly Tuesday. I'm going to tell you the latest with the Trump campaign and a lot more uh, on the other side. Again, a lot more to go than tomorrow. Uh, we'll be at the Raimondo Press briefing. Right now it's 1 o'clock.